0: Welcome to Passive Wealth Strategies for Busy Professionals, the show that teaches you and other busy pros how to grow your wealth so you can live life on your own terms. I'm your host, Taylor Lote. Our guest today is Mark Podolsky. Mark is the owner of Frontier Properties, a very reputable and successful land investing company. Mark has been buying and selling land full-time since 2001. He has completed over 5,000 land deals by focusing on working smart, not hard. His deals have an average ROI of over 300% on cash flips and over 1,000% on the deals he sells with financing terms. Prior to his land investing success, Mark had a high-stress, soulless corporate job and felt trapped in a state of solo economic dependency, something you might relate to. Escaping solo economic dependency changed Mark's life in so many positive ways that he decided to teach, coach, and mentor others to help them achieve their financial goals. Even though Mark invests a lot of his time in helping others, he stays actively involved in running his land investing business and is dedicated to teaching the most current and relevant real-world land investing methods to his students. He wrote a book, Dirt Rich, How One Ambitiously Lazy Geek Created Passive Income in Real Estate Without Renters, Renovations, and Rehabs, which came out in April of 2018, and you can find it on Amazon. And you can listen to him on his podcast, The Art of Passive Income Podcast, something I know all of our listeners will be interested in. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about passive land investing and why we should get into this asset class. Mark, welcome to the show. Taylor, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So would you tell us a little bit more? I mean, for many of our listeners are, say, multifamily investors. They have a background. They understand a little bit about syndication, but maybe they don't know about how to do land deals. So can you give us a quick primer? on how we can get started investing in dirt
1: yeah yeah let me walk you through the, the entire model um start to finish so taylor where do you live
0: i live in richmond virginia
1: you're in richmond virginia and for our purposes we're going to pretend that you owe 200 dollars in back taxes on a 10 acre parcel in texas right and I'm going to look at the, I'm going to get the, the, I'm going to call the treasurer. I'm going to get the list of people that owe back taxes in this county in Texas. And oh, there's Taylor. He owes $200 in back taxes on this 10 acre parcel. Well, Taylor, you're advertising two things to me. Number one, you have no emotional, emotional attachment to that raw land. You're in Richmond, Virginia, the property's in Texas. And number two, you're distressed in some way. Right, because when we don't value something, we don't pay for it. So I don't know what's going on, but you haven't paid your taxes. You're getting notices from the treasurer, you know, every month or every quarter that's saying that if you don't pay these taxes, you're eventually going to lose that property to a tax lien investor or a tax deed investor. So what I'll do then is I'll look at the comparable sales on that 10 acre parcel, and let's say for the last 18 months, and so I see it's $10,000. All I'm going to do is divide by four. And that's going to get me what Warren Buffett would call a 300% margin of safety. So I'm going to send you an actual offer. I don't want to be the the housing guys. I don't want to be in the appraisal business. I'm going to send you an actual offer of $2,500 for your 10-acre parcel. Well, you're going to accept it, right? Because if you don't accept it, you're eventually going to lose that property. Now, in reality, 3 to 5% of people accept our quote-unquote top dollar offer. So now, before I buy that property from you for $2,500, I'm going to go through due diligence or research. Number one, I got to confirm that you actually own the property. Number two, I got to confirm that the back taxes are only $200. Number three, I want to make sure that there's ingress or egress, legal access. Number four, I want to make sure there's something compelling about the property. Are you near a stream? Are there mountain views? Is it treed? What's going on over there? Are you in the path of growth? What can I do on the property? So I'm gonna get GIS maps, I'm gonna get plat maps. I'm gonna get all this information during my due diligence and at the same time, I'm making my marketing package because essentially all the information that I'm getting, a buyer is gonna want to know as well. So I go through my entire due diligence checklist, everything checks out and then what I'll do is I'll buy that property from you for $2,300 So that's $2,500 net uh, for that property. So now, Taylor, I have a built-in best buyer. Do you know who's going to buy that property? I have no idea. The neighbors. The neighbors. So I'm going to send out neighbor letters saying, hey, before I go to the open market, here's your opportunity. Protect your view, right? Protect your privacy, and expand your holdings. So oftentimes the neighbors will buy that property. Now if the neighbors pass, I'm going to go to my buyers list. If my buyers list passes, I'm going to go to a little website you've probably never even heard of called Craigslist. It's the 10th most trafficked website in the United States. I'm going to another little website you've probably never heard of called Facebook, right? If it was a country, it'd be like the third largest country. And I'll go to buy sell groups. So I'm going to sell this property in 30 days or less. And the way that I'm going to do it is I'm going to make it irresistible. So I'm going to ask for a $2,500 down payment on that property. So I'm going to get my capital out on day one or maybe within six months. It doesn't matter, right? I usually won't go out any longer than six months. And then I'm just going to make it a car payment. Let's say 449 dollars a month at 9% interest over the next, let's say, 84 months, right? And essentially what I've done now is I've gotten my money out I've created a passive income stream of 449 a month for the next 84 months. And Taylor, I don't have to deal with any renters, rehabs, renovations, or rodents. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, I'm exempt from Dodd-Frank, RESPA, or the SAFE Act, all this onerous real estate legislation. And so then the game that we play is, can we create enough of these passive income notes, where that passive income stream then exceeds our fixed expenses. And now we're working because we want to, not because we have to. Does that that's make interesting.
0: sense? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it makes absolute sense. You're buying, say, parcels that have, uh, as you, to use your term, distressed owner or uh, somebody that's, say, not paying their taxes or maybe there's a mechanics lien or something. There's some reason, some indicator that they don't want this property and they're out of state. So they're, most likely not making any use of the property, and um, you approach them, get it under contract for a very attractive price, and then resell that contract to another potential buyer like a neighbor or maybe somebody, uh, in certain examples, might want a parcel to hunt on during hunting season or something along those lines, somebody else who's going to enjoy it more. Exactly. That gives you that coupon payment over time till they pay off the property. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then what's
1: awesome about this model is it's 90% automated with software all the way from essentially sending out the offers, doing our due diligence, all the way to the marketing. And then we use a program called geekpay.io that is a set it and forget it system to essentially get the down payment and then get their ACH payments every single month. It does all the notifications they can go in, make a prepayment anytime, and it's it's incredible. It saved me so much
0: time. That's very interesting. It sounded like as you're going through the model, there's a lot of work up front getting the data and then scrubbing the data just so you get to the point where you find potential people you can send letters to and then determine a what the attractive price might be that you can just come out and offer them. And then you send them letters, and I think you said you get a – three to 5% acceptance rate on those first offers. Correct. So it Correct. sounds like there's a, quite a bit of volume involved here and a lot of you know letters to send essentially. Yeah. I mean, essentially we want to send out about 20 a day, right? Mm. Because
1: that's uh, that's really easy to do. That takes, you know, if we do it the automation, it takes about two seconds to do. Right. And then it's just, it's just very, very simple in that regard. So, 20-day, 140 a week, um, you know, let's just say 400 a month. And then if we're taking, you know, let's just say 3% of that, right, that's about 12 deals a month. So
0: about 144
1: deals minimum
0: a year. Interesting. So can you tell me a little bit about what the automation looks like? When I think automation, there are tools that'll do things automatically, but then there are and and just... It's just a computer doing the work and then there are virtual assistants. For example, I use virtual assistants for this podcast to do social media and editing and things like that. I mean, are you using virtual assistants to scrub the data? What does the automation look like? What are the nuts and bolts?
1: Yeah, so essentially the first piece is getting a list. That's going to be, we have a team in the Philippines of about 12 trained virtual assistants that run the business for me and my clients, right? So they don't have to go out and hire and train a virtual assistant, it's plug and play for them. So the first part is getting that list. Then it's scrubbing that list, and then it's uploading it into our proprietary software. So we've created this software for ourselves that's essentially dedicated to our business. We use an API with a company called lob.com. Lob then sends out the offer letters, and then when they come back out, we have our intake manager essentially Screen the seller, right? Because sometimes the sellers will just want to call or talk about the offer. They just want to yell at us, right? Mm. Sometimes they really want to sell. So the intake manager essentially makes sure that it's a real deal. Once the intake manager qualifies the seller, then that goes to our acquisition manager. The acquisition manager then essentially walks that seller through the process of this is what it's going to take for due diligence this is when we're going to close, and essentially closes the deal. We use a program, or not a program, a company called Simplify, so that we can record electronically. And so then we record the deed electronically with Simplify. Now we own the property. Again, we go through, and we have our VAs in the Philippines create the data for sending out neighbor letters that is then automated and then it goes through um, the marketing piece and then the software walks you through where are we marketing because we want the data of a pareto principle right if we know that 80% of our deals right now for this county are closing in Facebook, then we really want to market heavily on Facebook. If 80% are closing on Craigslist, then Craigslist or our buyer's list or whatever that is. So we really want to get good data, like where is that property selling? Then once it goes to the marketing, we again have our virtual assistants um, essentially, you know, make us ubiquitous and do the marketing, we use a program called postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek. And this essentially, I can create about 64 ads by pressing a button, and it just automates through Craigslist and Facebook um, without getting flagged. So we're automating it with software again on the marketing piece. Now, once we start dealing with our buyers, that's where our intake manager is going to provide all the the essentially the marketing package get on the phone with them and close the deal uh, then that intake manager will use geekpay uh, or not the intake manager the acquisition manager will use geekpay.io to close the deal to the send them a link and then the set it forget it system and then do all the contracts which is again through our software it used to take me 20 minutes to do all the uh all the contracts the promissory note the land sale contract and the um, purchase sale agreement now it takes about one second to do wow. so you know the theory is is I can always make more money, but i can't get more time so anything that will save me time,
0: whether it 's software or a virtual assistant, I will use that's interesting, so you to, to pick on the example that you provided. I mean, you said, I live in Richmond, obviously, and then you picked on Texas. I own a parcel right. in Texas, a hypothetical parcel in Texas. Why Texas? Are there markets that you're targeting or States or areas that are ideal for going, going towards and, and approaching owners and areas that are less good, so to speak. I mean, where, how do you kind of parse? It? It's a big country, you know? Yeah, them? I mean, there's
1: there's 3,007 U.S. counties in the U.S. There's billions of raw land for sale. But nobody wakes up, Taylor, and thinks to themselves, boy, I'd really love some raw land today in Iowa, unless you live in Iowa, right? But this, you know, let's just say the Southwest, Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, Nevada, Texas, California, uh, a little bit in the Northwest, Washington, Oregon, right? And then Florida, that's really where we're going to spend the majority of our time. Yeah, I've done deals in the Midwest and I've done deals a little bit in the East Coast. But number one, if I'm going to do deals, let's say in Pennsylvania or New Jersey, I got to worry about super fun sites. The due diligence in those areas is so much you know, more complicated based on environmental issues than these pristine areas in the Southwest, West Coast, and the Northwest. Um, so we really want to focus... On those areas, that's going to be our biggest buyer pool.
0: Interesting. I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I'm certainly familiar with many of the environmental issues going on there. So that's a great example of uh, why you might not want to go to a particular area. Now, as far as the the bottleneck, so to speak, in this business model, is it you is the the limiting factor the number of deals you're able to get under contract, and then that you have a reasonably easy time finding buyers or is it the other way around? You have a lot of deals that you just can't find buyers for these days. What would you say on balance the market looks like today?
1: Yeah, so today it's really easy to sell and it's getting more difficult to buy because there's less distressed owners out there, right? The economy's good. Mm -hmm. So people are feeling good. They're either paying their taxes or they feel like, well, I don't need the money right now. So, I'm not going to necessarily sell the property. Now, that being said, we're still doing deals. It's just a little bit tougher. Back in 2010, it was really easy to buy, but a little bit more difficult to sell, right? Mm-hmm. People were more fearful. They wanted to hold on to their capital. So, right now, we have pretty good equilibrium, but I'm saying it's going to, it's tipping over into easy, way easier to sell than it is to buy.
0: Interesting. So for the listener out there that's thinking, wow, this sounds great, I want to get involved. And how long is it going to take me to replace my just to put a number on it, my $200,000 a year income from my job, if I want to dive head on into this business in my free time, continue my job and eventually leave my job, how long is that going to take?
1: It depends on the person, right? Like it took me eighteen months. I was an investment banker for the land investing income to exceed my investment banking income. Uh, Scott Todd, it took him seventeen months in three days. Uh, He's a Fortune 500 exec, wow. uh, and so it took him that long. Um, we've had a, a Mimi Schmidt. It took her three years, right? Um, she was um, she worked for the Department of Defense. She had a big job, she managed 150 people um, in their in their terrorism unit. So she, you know, essentially was working 60 hours a week. And when she could, you know, she'd work an hour to about a day in her land investing business. So it took her three years. Um, Rachel and Sean Mueller don't have kids. Uh, it took them about 16 months for them to be able to quit their software engineering job and sales job. Now they're traveling around the world on their passive income and doing land deals and that's the other great thing about this model is it's scalable you literally just need an inexpensive laptop and an internet connection and you can do it
0: from anywhere in the world so to get started say people want to maybe explore or learn a a little bit more in depth you know what's it take to say dip a toe in the water and give it a shot
1: well, I think the best place to go is the and then you know they can download our resources for free. They can get the passive income blueprint. They can get our ebook, how to avoid the three fatal land buying mistakes, and they can also um, you know get a bunch of other tools as well. Um, they can get dirt rich on Amazon uh, and start there, um, and then you know essentially. Just kind of doing a lot of research as well um, from there, but I, I'd say, you know, you'd want to learn the business from someone who's already done it. Like, you know, you know, if you're if I'm going to go up Mount Everest, I want a Sherpa who's already done it a million times, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I would say is is going to be the best place to go. Is
0: is get those resources for free and kind of determine if it's a good fit for you or not. Awesome. And what about for the folks out there who? Maybe have a couple, you know, some a couple bucks in their bank account. They don't want to start a new business, but they're interested in this as a vehicle to make returns. You know, as I read in the beginning from your your bio, you hit three hundred percent to a thousand percent returns, depending on the deal structure. Is there any space to get involved for someone who say has a couple hundred thousand dollars in capital to partner up with someone else who's exploring? this model. Yeah. If you're an accredited
1: investor, you can contact our office or email me directly. Um, You can email support at thelandgeek.com. We have a fund um, and we would do that for them.
0: Awesome. So we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor.
1: Want daily interviews with real estate investors and none of the fluff? Go to bestevershow.com where Joe Fairless interviews daily real estate investors and entrepreneurs about their best advice ever.
0: Go to bestevershow.com. So Mark, what is the worst investment you ever made?
1: So the worst investment I ever made was actually in your home state of Pennsylvania. It was a gated community. There's million dollar homes in there, two PGA rated golf courses, three beautiful lakes, but there's a really expensive HOA, or Homeowners Association, or what they call POA, Property Owners Association. And so it's 2004, I think it's 2005, and I'm going in there and saying, look, you've got all these lots and they've got liens on them because the POA was putting liens on people that weren't paying the POA fees. It was overdeveloped. So a 1,000 lots. Then I go to the county and say, look, you've got all this dead money. Nobody's paying the taxes. Give me these lots, I will sell them for you, essentially. I'm gonna get you a new owner, they're gonna pay the POA fees, they're gonna pay the property taxes, and I'm gonna make a little bit of money in the process. So I'm flying back and forth, I'm negotiating with the county, I'm negotiating with the attorneys from the POA. We close a deal in 2006, um, I'm paying like nothing for these lots, like 50 bucks a lot, right? Wow. But I bought them all at once instead of doing what I would say would be the smart thing to do, which would have been a takedown deal. Buy 10, sell 10, buy another 10, and lock them all up. But I wasn't using a mentor at that time because I was so full of myself, I thought I was the smartest guy in the room. So that was a huge mistake. And then 2006 comes around, 2007, things start slowing down, and then we all know what happens in 2008. And it was the first time in business that I really wasn't able to – you know, fulfill a promise that I made to these people. And it it really was terrible. Even though I made a hundred grand on the deal, when I factored in my time, it's the first deal I ever broke even on, on that deal. wow, Yeah. Not great.
0: Wow. That's, that's quite the story. That's, that's a good worst investment. How about what is the best investment you ever made? So
1: the best investment I ever made, um, essentially I bought, um, several hundred thousand acres from the railroad in Nevada. Um, it's a long story. It's a complicated story. But what I did was I took these 640 acre sections, I subdivided them into 40 acre parcels, and over like the next let's say four to five years, I made over five million dollars. Wow!
0: How how do you how did that happen? How did that come about? Where did you find that deal? So basically. You know, just doing good research. Um, I negotiated with
1: the company that owned all that property, um, and they weren't interested in the land. They were more interested in the mineral rights. So we said, keep the mineral rights. We bought all the property. We subdivided. It, we paid on average about fifty bucks an acre and sold it for five hundred an acre.
0: Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a great deal. What is the most important lesson? You've learned in your investing career? Humility.
1: (laughs) I mean, basically, you know, and I say this to my kids all the time I don't know anything about anything, right? Um, I never think about my best deal, I don't think about, um, you know, how much cash flow we have coming in every month, I don't celebrate, right? I always want to stay grounded in humility and be open-minded and constantly asking myself the Jeff Bezos question, if everything's going to change, what's not going to change? And in my business, what I don't think is going to change is I don't think, I still think people are always going to want a real asset and they're always going to want a great deal. And as long as those fundamental principles hold true, I'm going to stay in this business I mean, I've been doing it full-time since 2001, but every day I want to stay, you know, humble to the fact that, you know, I don't know anything and, you know, don't get sort of, you know, I guess, you know, like pigeonholed by expertise. Mm, Don't drink your own Kool-Aid. Don't drink my own Kool-Aid, but don't also, you know, I've had my clients same counties me send out offers 20% less because they didn't know how the they were doing right i'm like wait a second mm. they're getting better deals than me cuz they don't know right <laughs>
0: they don't know better they don't too, know better yeah you know
1: yeah, i was yeah. jeff axton did a deal he got 640 acres for 15 grand he flipped it for 150 that's wow. not supposed to happen i would never even offer 15 grand so just you know just being open minded and and you know not being trapped by my own
0: expertise. I certainly appreciate all of those answers. Do you have anything else to add for the listeners? Yeah, I'd love to give them a gift. If they just go to thelandgeek.com
1: forward slash launch kit, they can register for our $97 passive income launch kit course for free. So it's thelandgeek.com forward slash launch kit,
0: L-A-U-N-C-H-K-I-T. Awesome. I've got that written down and that will be in the show notes as well. Mark, thank you for joining us on the Passive Wealth Strategies for Busy Professionals show. Certainly encourage all the listeners to go check out your podcast, pick up the book. The, uh, by, the, by the way, the name of the podcast is The Art of Passive Income. How can folks get in touch with you? I think, Taylor, the best place to go is thelandgeek.com. So to all the listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating in iTunes. That's a big help. Share with a friend and we'll talk to you on the next one.